Welcome to this episode of the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. The mission of the Greenville Oaks Church of Christ is to inspire people to follow Jesus because we are convinced that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Find out more about Greenville Oaks or connect with us online at greenvilleoaks.org. As always, we ask that you subscribe to, rate, and review our podcast. It makes it easier for others to find us. And now, on to this week's message with Executive Minister Matt Mazza. At Greenville Oaks, we believe that life with Jesus is truly abundant. We are committed to showing people the grace of God, inspiring them to follow Jesus, and empowering them to live according to His teachings. Because we're convinced that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. We need you. And you need the church. We We need you. And you need the church. We need you. And you need the church. I'm all in. We're all in. I'm all in. We're all in. I'm all in. I'm all in. Are you all in? 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 I love it. I love the stories. This morning we're going to hear more in uh, in just a few minutes, but today is about finding that place to connect. There are several ways to do that, but the message is finding a place to connect, to be a part, to step up and to step into something and so this morning, you're going to get a chance to hear about, uh, about the way that, as we talked about last week, that we are trying to combat isolation within this particular community of faith, that we are trying to demonstrate a selflessness and the fact that we want to serve others. We want to be about others more than self. And groups are one of the ways that you have an opportunity to do that, both helping lead one, facilitate one, organize one, invite someone to be a part of it, and then for you yourself stepping into it and being a part of it. So we are very excited to be a part of this last Sunday of our series, I'm All In, and we're celebrating the fifth value, and that is ultimately the culmination of all the other four values in celebrating transformation. Because if you fully do experience Groups, relationship, discipleship, community, God and others, you will be transformed. That I promise. You can't stop it. It is something beyond ourselves. So I'm excited for this morning to get a chance to, to share with you. Um, let me introduce Rob Stevens, Kelly Thompson, Greg Pirtle, <laughs> Greg Kaufman. <laughs> Greg Pearl used to work here like a hundred years ago. I'm sorry. Greg Kaufman, Michelle Rainey. So, uh, thank you guys for being here and being a part of this morning. Um, I want you to listen real closely to the stories of each of these men and women uh, as we talk over the next few minutes. I want you to hear who they were and who they are today and how taking that step into something transformed them. Michelle, we're going to start with you. Um, I've heard you share a lot about Rooted specifically, and Rooted's kind of that launching point um, that, we, that, we, uh, that we've talked about. Um, and then we're going to get a chance to hear about going deeper, chance to hear about Celebrate Recovery, um, the discipleship pathway, 
Um, because here's the thing. We have a, we have a complete path and process that you have to step into and walk through to fully experience all that God has. As Tom Croft said, I think in the video, I thought it was great. If you're going to fully experience everything that Greenville Oaks has to offer, you've got to be willing to step in uh, to this pathway, the discipleship pathway. So let's do this. Let's go through the discipleship pathway, Michelle. Then we'll come to you and, um, and, and walk through the pathway. So Greg Kaufman, share with us this idea of walking along a discipleship pathway. What does that look like? Uh, the, what we want to achieve in this multi-step process is for us to become disciples who make disciples. Uh, that's a different kind of uh, focus, different kind of thing that we are in the journey of. We start with uh, going deeper. Going deeper is a uh, an experience, and the only one that I have ever been around that works extremely well with people new to faith and people that have been in church all their lives. And it's a place where we um, develop uh, transparent relationships very quickly, and we experience uh, well, we we experience God. We experience prayer different. We experience service differently. Uh, there is a a daily Bible process, day, daily study that results in sharing that becomes very real and very uh, effective for us. Uh, it is all of this we refer to as experiences, and that's hard to describe. It's different than uh, a small group experience. It's different from a Bible study, but it includes aspects of that. It allows us to experience uh, God differently. Uh, then we move to going deeper. For those that, that go through Rooted, and enjoy, we, we make the invitation, would you like to do more? And going deeper, um, has three sessions. Uh, we examine and kind of correct some false narratives we may have about God, uh, about us in life, about ourselves, and about community. Uh, we experience a variety of spiritual practices and spiritual disciplines that I know I had never been exposed to before. And these experiences, both uh, individually at home during the week and experienced in groups, um, typically on Sunday afternoons, um, they take what we know in our heads to our hearts differently than anything I've ever been around. Um, It takes us from knowing God, excuse me, it takes us from knowing about God to knowing God. Um, 
and then allows us a, a better foundation to which uh, we, we develop the ability to visit with others about what we have, are, about what we know, about what we feel. Um, I'm a, we were planning a church-wide rollout of these in March of 2020, and it got stopped. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I am really excited about being able to launch them now. So when you look at the discipleship pathway, you could see the, the image there, the picture. Um, it is a process. Um, it's a process that takes time. Um, it takes investment. Um, it takes willingness, openness, uh, vulnerability. Uh, there's lots of things, and, and some of those are going to be parts of the growth through the process. They're not going to be there instantly. Um, but as, as Greg was describing, they uh, rooted, the rooted experience is that on-ramp. It is the first thing that we invite everyone. It's it's kind of the, the level setter, okay? No matter where you've been, whether you were born in the back pew of a church and have been a part of a church community of faith your whole life, or this is the first time you've ever walked into a church building and you have no idea what this whole thing about churches is really all about. Rooted is for you. And so we want to invite you to consider being a part of Rooted, no matter where you are on your journey of faith. And I'm going to ask uh, Michelle to, to share just a little bit about your experience as you experienced Rooted and, and kind of what that meant to you and how you have evolved and changed over the years because of it. Okay. Uh, you said the word vulnerability, and that was the word that probably kept me from Rooted for a while, <laughs> um, especially I had just started working on staff right before I decided to join Rooted, the Rooted Experience. And when it came time for us to give our testimony, um, that made me feel very vulnerable. Mm. I thought, Mm -hmm. now that I'm on staff, these people are going to see that I didn't grow up in the Church of Christ and maybe my life wasn't perfect and, you know, are they going to judge me Mm. or what are they going to think of me? Um, And... They were all so wonderful, and we got to hear from so many people from different walks of life and with different um, beliefs and opinions and um, different perspectives on life. Um, and we grew to love each other very much. Mm-hmm. We It was different because we didn't select each other. Mm-hmm. We didn't say, oh, I want to be in that small group because they're like me. They look just like me. They have kids the same age as me. They, um, we were all different. We're from different walks of life, different backgrounds, different perspectives on life. And we were all about loving each other and accepting each other. Mm. And I felt very loved and accepted. And I think that helped with my new entry onto staff and knowing that celebrating transformation doesn't just happen once. You know, we're always growing. And that is what Rooted was about. At first we thought, you know, this is for new Christians. I'm not too sure if we're going to get much out of this. But we realized that there's a start for everything. And you grow together. You go through the process together. You serve together, which was really fun. And and then you get to have a party at the end, and who doesn't like Hutchins barbecue? <laughs> and um, and that taught me to celebrate transformation. When um, 
my daughter came to us, Isabella came to us and told us that she was ready to be baptized. Um, nothing could bring John and I, my husband John and I, more joy than to celebrate her. Yeah. And I bought a cake and we had the students and I wish you guys could all see the video. This place was very loud. There was so much excitement and celebration for her. And um, it taught me to celebrate the big milestones and the mm. little milestones because mm. we're always growing. Wow. Okay. Don't, don't miss, don't miss the simplicity. <laughs> and yet at the same time, the impact of the fact that one of the things Michelle experienced was she learned how to celebrate what God is doing. I mean, church, we don't do that enough. We don't celebrate the way God is working in our lives. Um, some of it may just be our personalities. Some may be a cultural thing, environmental thing or whatever. But we need to throw parties when we've experienced God working in our life from, as you said, from the smallest milestones to the most significant experiences. So thank you for sharing that. I'm glad you had a great experience. Kelly, um, you, you specifically had a pretty incredible experience with uh, going deeper. And I'd love for you to share with the church just a little bit about going deeper and what that meant to you and, and kind of who you are today, um, different than what you were maybe. I'd love to lean in, but uh, this chair is the most uncomfortable chair I've ever sat in. <laughs> but you have some really cool shoes, I want you to know. Oh, I love your shoes. Love them. Don't, don't we all have yellow yeah. converses? Yeah. Um, um, I spoke several years ago about going deeper, and um, it was all the things that they have mentioned. And I was still hungry. I still wanted more. You know, we go through each decade doing the things that we're supposed to do, and sometimes we're fed or we tell ourselves false narratives. And then sometimes we um, we realize that the Lord has a different idea for us, whether it's in the the Sermon on the Mount and or um, in Colossians 3, 1 through 17, scriptures like this. And what I really loved was mirroring when we went through the trilogy of the study that we we also um, was in scripture. And with, again, like we mentioned, with people who were there for the same reasons. Mm. And you began to um, uh, trust and have faith and really value their opinion because you knew they were on the same journey. <clears throat> when we left, we still continued to meet because we all kind of, mm. kind of liked hanging out with each other. And, um, and then we began to practice, um, all through the things that we went through and, um, see how it was working. Um, not like, this is a test. It was just the day-to-day activities when you when you meet and greet and see people. You know, you have friends so that when you need them, you have them. Or maybe a better way to say it, in order to have friends, you need to be a friend. Mm. And so this particular group led us to a journey. <clears throat> Jeff and I am... Um, I spent the last four months watching a granddaughter who didn't get much exercise, so Jeff and I experienced a um, trip, a milestone here a couple weeks ago. We did a lot of hiking. On the last day, I told them, get me off this mountain. I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) And um, in one of our second days on one of our hikes up in the northern Cascades, beautiful, oh, my 
goodness, just breathtaking. We encountered a couple when we sat at the falls of the of the um, dam and realized that we were going to share lunch. And I said, oh, if only I'd have known five minutes more before I wolfed down my sandwich, I would have shared it with you. And um, this opened the conversation for her. Mm. And her and her husband shared a heartbreaking story with Jeff and I when we were we were there. But because I had been... Mm, worked on because I had been allowed to be the clay and the Lord was the potter. I was able to see her and to love her where she was at and it'd be okay because I'm kind of a fixer. Let me fix your problem. And this allowed me just to be in the moment mm-hmm. with her as she as she was able to share the most tragic story. And after they left, they left very quickly. I said to Jeff, I didn't get to thank her for sharing that with me, because I'm a complete stranger. We got down off the mountain two and a half hours later, and um, I ran into him again, and I said, thank you for sharing it with me, sharing this most intimate story with me. And she just, she just needed me there that day, and I was his vessel. Mm. And it was so wonderful to experience. I see it all the time now. Once I've gone through deep, deep going deeper, <clears throat> it's a great study. I really highly recommend it. You, you were discipled. You were discipled. And going deeper creates disciples. And you were put in this situation to be a disciple. And I, I love it that you felt that sense of uh, uh, comfort and ability, capability, confidence to step into that. And going deeper was a part of that growth for you. I will say the final thought. Jeff said, um, you know, I can't imagine anyone living a life without faith. And it really resonated with her husband. Mm. <clears throat> and in the quietness and the stillness of this beautiful landscape, it was just um, it was just the Almighty. Mm. Love it. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Greg, you, you shared a little bit about the workings of the discipleship pathway and, and rooted and going deeper. And um, share with me personally, what has stepping into this pathway and these experiences meant to you personally? We talk about everyone has a next step wherever you are. Um, the first time I experienced what we call the first session of going deeper, I did not know what my next step was. Um, I experienced scripture different. I experienced prayer much different. I And in that, uh, I had been a Christian, I would say, all my life. At that point, I had been an elder here for 20 years. And I knew about God. I knew about Jesus. I didn't know Jesus. And I met him. Mm-hmm. And in meeting him, uh, I experienced his love and his unconditional 
love and care for me differently than I ever had before. I was able to view myself more honestly, but also from the lens of his love instead of my guilt. God is good, and he has... um, This experience uh, makes life and living different. And it makes faith move from head to heart. Mm. Mm. Church, do not miss those words. Knowing about God and knowing God. And none of us have been a, have been a believer, have been a follower of Christ too long to continue to grow and be transformed. As you said, you've been an elder for a couple decades. It's so much more than just learning. It's so much more than knowledge. It's why we call these experiences, because you experience something. You become a part of something, and you are forever changed because you step into it. So thank you for, for sharing that. Rob, I want, to share, uh, I want you to share with us uh, a little bit about an incredible ministry that we have here. It's, it's one of our many groups uh, group experiences celebrate recovery specifically. Um, but love for you to kind of share with me your growth. Well, it all started with CR. Uh, I got a call one day, and let me let me digress just a little bit. I cannot separate the three. For me, they're all in one. Uh, I got a call from a minister here one afternoon that said. Rob, we have this incredible program we're going to start, and I'd like for you to be involved in starting it. We talked for a little while, and we both hung up and gave our cordial goodbyes. I turned around to pat my wife and said, why in the world did he call me? I am not one of those people. (laughs) Boy, was I ever shocked. (laughs) We spent months every week meeting with those of us who were going to start CR, And as the months went on, I started realizing I am one of those people. Just like everyone here is one of those people. Uh, It's far more than just drugs and pornography and everything else that we think about alcohol. It's much deeper than that. It gets into and it prepared me to do a step study with a group of men. It's not a week. Two weeks, three weeks, it takes six, seven, eight months. I forget what the actual length is, but it's every single week for two-plus hours. You have certain things you have to do and answer, and the whole thing is learning about yourself, who you really, really are. And at the end of that study, you have to write uh, your testimony. It's got to be 20 minutes long reading it. Uh, mine was close to 40-something pages, typewritten. Uh, and I had to really shorten it to get it all in when I gave my testimony. But that led me to one thing, knowing that you can't do it myself. There's no way I could live this life myself. We tend to try and do everything ourselves. We can fix everything. 
uh, and we fail. We pick ourselves up and say, we're going to try it again. I learned to let Jesus live in me that I needed him. Mm. That's the biggest thing that I learned. Mm. I needed him for every aspect of my life. Uh, then I got a call asked about Rooted. So I went into Rooted not knowing what to expect. And my first Rooted experience, I was with a bunch of elders and their wives. And I'm sitting there, oh boy, <laughs> here I am with all these people who are very knowledgeable about God. Guess what I learned? They're no different than me. Not at all. Uh, I got to know them. I got to love them. Then I got a call about going deeper from an elder. And so would you mind helping with that? I said, no. So I helped facilitate four sessions of that, books one through three. Boy, did I ever learn a lot. I learned that as an athlete or when you're working or a pianist, how do you become great? How do you become good at it? It's a word called practice. It's a, it's something you do over and over and over and over till it becomes a habit in your life. Uh, I would never be a pro golfer because I never practiced enough. I love playing the golf, but I'd never be a pro because I don't go out and hit a thousand golf balls a day. Uh, I, I'll never be a concert pianist because I can't spend hours behind the piano like people have to do uh, to get good at that. I finally got it through my head to love God and to know God and to know Jesus, as Greg said, I had to do certain things and practice what I hear and practice what I learn. One thing I learned was how to read uh, the Bible. I read the Bible totally different now. I just don't pick it up and read a couple of verses or a chapter and close the book and say, yeah, that's nice. It may take me days to get through half a chapter because I read a verse or a sentence and I pray about it. I pray to God about it for understanding and what it means. I go back and I read it again. I pray again. I do that several times, and then I'll go on to the next verse. Just one of the habits that I picked up doing, and that's how I read the Bible now. Mm. I just don't skim through it. Mm. And I take what I learn from God by praying to him about it, and I apply it to my life. Uh, tell you a little story on how it affected me several, many, many weeks ago. Todd Voigt stood up here and gave an example of uh, a motorcycle guy that he met that was all decked out. And what his first perception was of that guy. To be honest with you, I started to wear my leathers. I started to wear my leather jacket, my do-rag. And, and Michelle said, please do. It'll take the attention off me. Uh, <laughs> but I said, no, I don't want to do that and scare everybody. But I was in South Dallas, and I was sitting at a, at a McDonald's, and I saw this young man approaching me. And he had tattoos from the top of his head down every arm, and he had shorts on, both his legs. He was covered in tattoos. He was walking a bead right for me. And I first thing I said to myself was, oh, what does this clown want from me? 
What does he want? He doesn't look like me. He doesn't act like me. I don't want anything to do with him. He came up to me and he said, look, he said, I'm going to be honest with you. I just got out of prison. I've got my wife and my daughter. They met me. We're trying to get back to where we live. I've got a hotel room, but I can't pay for it. I flatly told him, looked at him, I don't have any money. That was a lie. I had my credit card. As I drove off, he walked away. Still bothers me. I drove a block or two and turned around and I followed him. And there he was, sitting at the entrance of the hotel with his wife and his little baby girl. Boy, did I feel bad. I felt miserable because I judged him and didn't know him. As Kelly said, she met that stranger. She just needed to be there for her, for that person. She didn't need to fix anything. And I think I have to fix everything, and I don't. Well, through that, I learned through all three, Celebrate Recovery, Rooted and Going Deeper, that I need to take what I've learned about Jesus, and I've got to know him pretty good now. And I always thought I did know him, but I didn't until now. And how in the world do I live my life without celebrating the joy and sharing it with others Mm. in my daily Mm. life? Mm. That's what I've learned out of those three. Mm. What an incredible story. Uh, Will you thank them for being a part of this morning? Thank you, guys. Thank you. Second Corinthians chapter 5. So from now on, regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who has no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. I hope you heard the story of reconciliation with God. That is what we're called to do. Will you pray with me? God, I am so grateful for your incredible grace and your incredible love and your amazing mercy upon us and the reconciling that has happened, the brokenness that we were once, the sin that we were once, and the rescuing that has taken place because of your love for us and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so, God, give us whatever it is that we need to be reconcilers in this world. God, give us the ability to be you in this world. May we live out these values, but God, may we celebrate the incredible work you have done in us and that you continue to do through us each and every day. And may we be a church that truly does seek to inspire people to follow Jesus. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.
Thank you for listening to this message from the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. We hope this message helps you to inspire people to follow Jesus because you're convinced, like we are, that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. We invite you to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Discover more about the Greenville Oaks Church online at greenvilleoaks.org. 